You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos. Good afternoon, Mr. Powell. How are you? I'm I'm doing super. Are you? Yes. Well, you know, we got I'm doing so well. I wore my cape. I was going to try to fly out the window. While I would love to see you try, you probably shouldn't. Oh, okay. Unless you name me beneficiary first. <laughs> uh, I'll name you something. All right. Well, you know, I guess it happens, right? Um, so, Mike, we have a guest in the studio with us today. We do. We do. Oh, there she is. Miss Alita Jones from the Gilead Christian School. How the heck are you? I'm good. Thank you. So, you wanted to come in and share some stuff about the Gilead Christian School. So, what do you got for us? So, we are having a big event coming up November 4th. This is our annual fall auction and festival. Ooh, and uh, tell us just a little bit more about that. Yes, so we have an auction. It's starting at 11 o'clock with a silent auction, and it'll be running till noon. Lots of fun stuff to bid on. Um, lots of gift cards, baskets, all sorts of stuff. And then at noon, we start our live auction. Okay. And what do we need to know about that live auction? Do, can you tell us some of the stuff that's in the yeah, auction already? We have some great stuff. We have um, a beachfront uh, resort in Mexico that we're going to be auctioning off. Is it all inclusive? Um I'm not sure what all is included. I know airfare is not included, but... Um, yeah, it's the pictures I've seen is pretty nice. And then we also are auctioning off a family of four trip to Disney World. Ooh. Yeah. That uh that could be some significant savings or vice versa depending mm-hmm. on how that bit that bidding goes cuz yeah. a family of four to go for a week at Disney is probably $5,000 probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So you can get your vacations for next summer ready and also help out Gilead Christian School in the process. Nice. Well, what else do you got? What else is going on there? You, um, you want to talk? Did you say you're having a, is it a, um, what is the word I'm looking for now? A, uh, I can't, I just went blank. Are you having one of those? I'm we having are. a stroke. Maybe a festival? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, but I was thinking more of like the, um, not knickknacks, but that type of thing. Oh, yeah. Craft show. Craft show, craft that's show. it. There you go. Craft show. That's why we work together. If one of us can't think of it, the other one does. Yeah. There will be a craft show the weekend after, and that is actually at our um, elementary school that's across from the fairgrounds. Okay. Now, a little bit about you. Yes. What, what grade do you teach now? Um, I was the high school English teacher and um, the theater teacher. So this year I've switched positions a little bit. I still continue to be the theater teacher and the director there, but I have moved into the development director's position at the school. So is that for curriculum development? That is for all the fundraising, um, communications, enrollment. I go out and try to bring people into the school. Nice. All that fun stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I didn't mean to switch switch uh, well, no, directions on this, but I wanted to f- find out a little bit. Um, I mean, I know she speaks better English than I do, but I wasn't <laughs> sure like why. Now I know. Well, I don't know. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Like seriously, sometimes I look and I'm like, how is English even my primary language? <laughs> okay. So that's going to be November 4th yes. on Saturday. Yep. What are some times on the, um, event? Yes. Yeah, so our silent auction starts at 11 and runs till noon. And then from noon to two is our live auction. And then at two, we switch over and we go into our fall festival, which is going to be very f- uh, family friendly, um, bounce house, petting zoo, wagon rides, uh, carnival games, all sorts of stuff. Did you say that was at the North Campus or South Campus? That's going to be at the South Campus, which is in Gilead Christian or Gilead Friends Church. So that is right there at the Sharp Turn. Mm-hmm. on 42, just south of Mount Gilead. Now, is there food available during these events? There is. We're going to have two food trucks. One is the Bushel and Beans coffee truck, and then the other one is Buddy's Local Eats. So he, they, both of them will be there all day. So you can come get your morning coffee, get your lunch and dinner with us. And then also our sports um, boosters will have the concession stand opened. Nice. So. That's down there by the basketball court, that concession stand. Oh, yes. cool. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us? What's coming up at Gilly Christian? Are you, I know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> are you working on a show yet? We are. We have started working on our Christmas show. So that is going to be December 15th, and it is called Silent Night, the Mostly True Story of the Famous or Favorite Christmas Carol. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. I know that story, by the way. Yeah, I'll come an and see how story. it lines up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you um, have you picked a spring show yet? Uh, we have. It's going to be a musical. We usually do just straight plays, but we're going to try a musical this year. Um, it is called the Amy Carmichael story, and Amy Carmichael was a missionary to India and started an orphanage um, over there. So it's going to be a show about her. Oh, okay. All right. So. Nice. And um, Alita has been, uh, you've been in theater for a while, mm-hmm. and you just finished directing Trap for Mar Little Theater, yeah. and that was a unique show. And I say unique, not, it wasn't a bad show, it was just very different yeah. from anything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty cool. When you sent me the uh, glasses that you needed for the cast, I was like, what in the world am I missing here? <laughs> like, I don't... It was a pretty, like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it was a good show, um, interesting show, and I people are still talking about um, the phone ringing in the middle and that guy getting up <laughs> yeah. and walking out and all that fun stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about the Christian school, because we don't get to talk about it a lot. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit, um, I don't know, do you know the history about the Christian school? Um. Not a whole lot. Probably Mike knows more than I do. <laughs> but we are, from infant to 12th grade, we have all ages. And um, so our early child care is in with the Gilead Friends Church. And then we go to North Campus, which is across from the fairgrounds. That's K through 6. And then we go back over to the church for 7th through 12th grade. Okay. Do you have any idea approximately how many are enrolled right now? Um, I believe it's 175 in the kindergarten through K. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Kindergarten K through 12? Through 12, yeah. sorry. Wow. I, that's a lot, that, that's yeah. a lot more students than I thought. Our enrollment is going up. We are running out of room at the high school level. Good. Yeah, so that's a good thing to have to deal with. Yeah, that, yeah. I did not, 
I guess I didn't anticipate that number. So that's kind of a, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. There's the, um, Ohio has passed a, it's called the uh, backpack law. Mm-hmm where the money travels with the kids. So that has helped us with our enrollment, bringing more students in. Yeah, so Ohio spends on average about $8,000 or so, give or take, uh, per student. And that money, when when they go through October, I can't remember what they call that, um, what that time of year is, but they have to input their attendance numbers that week into the system. And then that bases the school district's funding off of each student that's currently enrolled into the school district. And so that money then comes from the state to help fund that um, child's education. And um, so that is now previously that would not have followed the student from public school to private. And so it's almost like a voucher system, I think is, Mm -hmm. is what you could call it. And, and a lot of you have probably heard as listeners about the voucher system and that would be part of it. Um, and that, that it travels. Um, and, uh, I guess my four years at Mount Gilead as a, as a school board member, that's yeah. how I, you know, understand that. Um, but that's good that you're able to, to do that and that money travels. And I didn't know that it had actually passed. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Another thing about, uh, Gilead Christian, some folks might not know that they have a pretty good, uh, uh, um, <laughs> easy for you to say. They have different sports available, like uh, girls basketball, boys basketball. They have volleyball, cross country. Do they have anything else now besides those? Um, we just started cheerleading last year. So oh, we really? Do have cheerleading. Okay. Um, yeah, our we just finishing up volleyball. Our junior high volleyball team has done really well in the tournaments. Um, our cross country is getting ready to finish up, and now on to winter sports. <laughs> On to winter sports, she says. Yep. Yes. Um, by the way, shout out to Northmore for making it to playoffs, and they play this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, I believe, is the first playoff game for Northmore um, for the state-bound, uh, state bound, hopefully, uh, Northmore group. And I you know I was talking the other day. It wasn't long ago when uh, Northmore was a guaranteed win every year um, when I was in, in high school. It was a guaranteed win. They're on your schedule. Guess what? Counted as a win. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. And um, I'm glad to see the rivalry between Mount Gilead and Cardington still alive. And um, it was very evident last week with the Mount Gilead-Cardington game. So, all right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share um, with, with uh, Gilead Christian? Um, just remember to come out November 4th for our auction and festival. The public is welcome, so everyone come join us. The more the... the the more, the merrier. The merrier, the more. Sure. Yeah. The more, the merrier. You <laughs> got it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. And then I was like, ah, no, that doesn't sound right. Well, Lita, you're welcome to stay and join us for the rest of the podcast. If you like, you're allowed to leave, too. We're not holding you hostage here. Okay. Um, so it's up to you. Mr. Mike, what do you have? Do you have anything on your list for um, upcoming events? Uh, I, uh Yes, I do. I just have to get the list up here. <laughs> well, this Saturday is the fourth Saturday breakfast at the First Presbyterian Church here in Mount Gilead. Saturday, October 28th, breakfast proceeds are being donated to Dixie's Angel Trees, and it's omelets, hash brown, and toast, and more. And that is from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Gilead uh, First Presbyterian Church in Mount Gilead. Also going on Sunday of this week is Trick or Treat 
Vendor Market, and that's Sunday from noon to 5 p.m. at the Goodman Family Farms. There is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, that is being shown Saturday night at the Capitol Theater Mount Gilead. It will start at midnight on Saturday. And um, I did put 11.59 on Saturday night just so people didn't get it confused as to, is it Saturday morning at midnight? You know. Um, and then also, if you want to see it live, uh, Galleon Community Theater is doing it. And they're opening tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, the 27th and 28th. It's going to open. And the reason I'm showing this is these guys, um, Galleon is great to work with. And Mar Little Theater has recently teamed up with them to make sure that we don't duplicate shows and that we stay away from those that are already in the works. Show dates are October 27th and 28th at 7.30 p.m. And then they go over to the following weekend, November 3rd, 4th. Also at 7.30 p.m. And Sunday the 5th is going to be at 2 p.m. And um, it's going to be, I've seen some pictures. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good show. I do want to do a shout out to Adrian Mann, who is in the show. And um, good luck, I'm sorry, break a leg to all of them in the cast there. Mike, you got anything? Uh, Yes, I have some uh, Morrow County Historical Society things going on. Ooh, do tell. Um, By the time you hear this, our last walk... uh, our last uh, murder, mystery, and mayhem walk will have taken place because we are recording this on Thursday the 26th, and um, that's the last of that. But might not be the last you hear about it because we're thinking about doing a um, version online that people can see if they weren't able to get out for the event. Now, I did hear that, we, that you guys did a, a daytime. Was it last Sunday? You did a daytime yes, walk? Yes, last Sunday. How was the, that attended? Well, I, I was in Chicago, so I didn't get to go to that. But Oh, uh, and he just blew in from the Windy City. <laughs> um, well, you know, Mike, there's a Halloween party tomorrow, Friday night at 6 p.m. at 1836 um, Restaurant and Tavern in Cardington. That's right next to the railroad track down there. It used to be the Patriot and Bibbs. Okay. Um, the 28th, Saturday the Morrow County Historical Society is going to have the Haunted Museum Lobby. This was a very popular event last year, and I was just, uh, we record this upstairs at the History Center, and I was just down there taking a look, and uh, there's some um, interesting things down there to be seen. Uh, That's going to be Saturday, October 28th from 4 to 6 p.m. It says, come in costume and enter if you dare. (laughs) You're not that scary. And also, Angels We Have Heard on High is going to be a history talk on an angel display given by Sharon Kincaid on November 5th. That's a Sunday, uh, starting at 2.30 p.m. Everyone is welcome. And there's going to be a Make It, Take It angel craft every Sunday. We are open until December 3rd. So keep that in mind. November 5th, that's a Sunday afternoon, 2.30, Angels We Have Heard on High. And we've been having some of the schools come in to take a tour of the uh, History Center. And uh, if you would like to do that and you haven't already set it up, um, you can call Phyllis Miller at 419-946-7264 or go online and request it on Facebook on our page as well. So um, let's see. Oh, if you haven't seen... The wonderful mural on the west side of the History Center. 
Uh, Jesse Thompson has now completed it. As a matter of fact, I was downstairs. They were taking the um, scaffolding away, him and his mother. And uh, it is just fantastic. And it has some things in there having to do with the history of Morrow County. Um, it's it's set up to look like a postcard. It's really cool. Um, people are going to want to stop and have their picture taken in front of it, I'm sure. So uh, stop and see that on the west side facing uh, Wolf's Coins. Um, on the west side of the uh, History Center here at 17 West High Street in Mount Gilead. And, oh, there was something else I wanted to share. Do you have anything else there, Joe? Well, while you're looking for your thing, I'm going to share that this weekend, Five Nights at Freddy's, it's a jump film, so it's meant to get you jumping in your seat. Uh, It takes place tomorrow night at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., Saturday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., and Sunday at 2 and 5 and uh, we will also be handing out candy during trick-or-treat on Saturday, I believe, is when trick-or-treat in Mount Gilead is. Um, and I did see a picture from the end zone. Joe went crazy. Joe Long went crazy and bought a whole bunch of like full-size candy bars and all kinds of stuff. I, that table looks like every bit of 600 bucks in candy. Well, I'll tell you what. Somebody come downtown and just get a bag full of candy if they want because Donna Carver will be giving away candy down at the municipal uh, municipal building um, during the time of trick-or-treat as well on the uh, 28th. And uh, if you're in need of a winter coat, there's going to be a winter coat giveaway Saturday, October 28th from 1 to 4. That is at the... Um, uh, North Woodbury Alliance Church on 314. It's kind of between Johnsville and Chesterville. So, again, if you're in need, please. And they're asking for donations of gently new or gently used coats as well. Uh, gently used coats, hats, boots, and gloves of all sizes. And you can drop them off at the basket in the foyer at the North, North Woodbury Alliance Church. So there's uh, some way you can help some people. Some folks in your own community that are in need, if you'd like. Yeah, and I was just trying to find the um, the document we shared last two weeks about all of the, um, oh, what am I trying to say? The um, <sighs> trick-or-treat hours? Trick-or-treat, yes, trick-or-treat. Sorry, here it is. Here it is. Here I come to save the day. All right, Johnsville trick-or-treat and fall activities is going to be tonight, the 26th, from 5.30 to 7. So forget that because you won't hear it by, you won't be there. All right, Um, the Haunted Bay down at the Mount Gilead Fire Department will be on Saturday, the 28th, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And Chesterville trick-or-treat is going to be Saturday, October 28th, from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Parking is at the Old Highland North parking lot, trick-or-treat around town. And at the Morrow Manor Nursing Home. And don't forget, those folks do love to see kids dressed up in uh, costumes, and uh, some of them will probably be ready to hand out some uh, treats. Well, let me add this in there since you uh, brought up uh, Bennington, or what did you? I said Morrow Manor. Okay, Morrow Manor. Bennington Glen on Saturday, the 28th, from 2 to 3, will have trick or treat. And again, those older folks like, they, they enjoy uh, seeing the kids come through and so on. So. Keep that in mind. Uh, trunk or treat going on at Trinity United Methodist Church, which is 75 East High Street, Mount Gilead, on Saturday the 28th. From 3.30 to 5, they'll have hot dogs, games, and prizes. 
and businesses on the square. Stop by and support your local businesses. They will be passing out candy prior to the village trick-or-treat. So that's from 4 to 5, and I believe that uh, most, uh, not most, there are several downtown buildings or uh, businesses that will be passing out candy. Capitol Theater won't be passing out until actual trick-or-treat time. Uh, Trick-or-treat, what did I say? You almost left NAR out of there, okay? (laughs) It was weird. Yeah, uh, what a day. I'm, I am beat today. Well, and, and I like to talk about uh, things to help people that are in need. And the Northmore Local Schools, uh, if you are in need of winter coats for your kids, sizes 5 to 11, um, you can get help by calling Sarah Cresswell, who is a school counselor, at scresswell at nightpride.org with your child's name and coat size. Thanks to the nonprofit group called Coats for Children. Uh, they have a lot of winter coats available for free. So if, if your kids need to be bundled up and maybe you're a little short on cash right now, um, get a hold of uh, Sarah at, um, again, I'll give that uh, email address, scresswell at nightpride.org. And uh, just to, to go with that, I believe that the church, there's the Pines Church that has their clothes closet. That's always the first Saturday in, no, the second Saturday I think so. in the month, yes. And then, um, oh, what is the church out on 314? Uh, that's North Woodbury. North Woodbury, and they just, usually have... I don't know what days on that, but they have the coat giveaway now, but they also have a food pantry. Yeah, so you'll want to check out if you are in need or know someone that's in need, get on Facebook and check out those uh, groups. Of course, it's uh, North Woodbury Alliance Church, the Pines Church on 42 in between Mount Gilead and Johnsville, and then there's also the group that Mike just shared for Northmore Schools. And if your kids are in school age, um, you should probably try to reach out to your superintendent's office, uh, the district office, and see if they know of any any of the things, um, any of the organizations in the area that could help support any of your needs. Because it is getting, of course, to be that time of the year when you're going to need those extra clothes. Mike, trick-or-treat is going to happen on Monday the 30th at Woodside Village. So they're staying way out of the way of everyone else's trick-or-treat. What was the date again? On Monday the 30th. Okay, cool. And uh, that's at Woodside, and it's 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. They're also going to have hot dogs and drinks and and pass out candy. We'll probably end up taking our kids out there because they've got two great-grandpas out there. Um, So with that being said, Mr. Mike, I don't think that I have anything else other than don't forget on November the 4th that the Gilead Christian School is having their fall festival and their auction, and it starts at 11, 11, and then at 2 starts the fall festival time, which they'll have bounce houses and all kinds of other fun family-oriented stuff for you to do. So thanks, Alita, for coming for that. Thanks for having me. And uh, Mike, you know what time it is. Oh, it's that time again. It is that time. Please buckle your safety belts, strap in, keep your arms and legs inside of the vehicle until it comes to a complete stop. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m.
All right, Mr. Mike, what are we talking about today? Well, the last couple of weeks I've shared stuff out of an envelope that was handed to me of old newspaper clippings. It was not money. It was just old newspaper no, clippings. No, just old newspaper clippings. Um, this one's from 1915. I'm not sure of the exact date. I believe it's from the uh, Morrow County Sentinel. And uh, it's titled, Oldest Businessman Taken. H.A. White, well-known dry goods merchant, answers final summons Friday, an active businessman. Mount Gilead citizens Friday were called to mourn the loss of their oldest businessman in years of service when H.A. White of the White House Dry Goods Store answered the final summons. Mr. White had been ill for several weeks with heart trouble, but not until a few days before his death was his condition regarded as serious, the end coming unexpectedly about 10 o'clock. Mr. White had been in business in Mount Gilead for the past 35 years and during this time established a most available, uh, enviable reputation among his business associates and the buying public. For his business and personal integrity, he was always devoted to the enterprise of which he was the head, and in these years, his store became noted for its progressiveness and reliability. Mr. White's first interest was always his family, and he found greatest pleasure and recreation in the company of his estimable, (laughs) estimable family circle. During the years of his active business life, Mr. White made many friends, not only in Mount Gilead, but in all sections of the county. He was known as a man of principle and always stood for the things which made for both the material and moral advancement of the community, which which will miss him both as a citizen and as a businessman. Henry Augustus White was born at Woodbury, then Delaware County, now Morrow, September 5th, 1850. The son of David and Harriet White, he was united in marriage to Laura, a Brainerd at um, or Orangeville, we'll just say Orangeville, uh, Trumbull County, March 18th, 1875. To then, eight children were born, Donnie B., Isa, Elizabeth, and Mrs. G. F. Clements, all of Mount Gilead, Leon of Portsmouth, all of whom with the widow survive. Two children died in infancy. Infancy? I cannot say that word. When they were a baby. As did Ortho, who died 19 years ago. Mr. White began his experience in the dry goods business at Galleon, where he clerked for a number of years. Later, he engaged in business in Crestline. Coming to Mount Gilead 35 years ago, he engaged in business, the same room having been occupied by the store since it was established. The store will will now continue under the same firm name under the management of Donna B. and Isa White. Funeral services were conducted from the late residence residence Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock by Reverend... Geo, uh, George Walton of Worcester and Reverend Ross of Marion, rectors of the Episcopal Church, of which Mr. White has been, has for years been an active and interested member. 
internment was made at Rivercliff. Now, the reason this might spark okay. your interest. I'm already wondering where the business was, and I well, think I have an idea. At that time, it was actually where Wolfpack is. Okay. And then they moved across the street here, right next to the cap- what's now the Capitol Theater. So in the building that was there. Yes. That is no longer there. No, it's it, it is what is now it's the It's now the um uh the florist, Keith's flower shop. Oh, so it was there prior to the White House. Yes, which was the and dress where did shop the, and the confectionery. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So um yes. White House was well known for many years when I was growing up it was the White House. But uh, it had originally been where Wolfpack is now, or Wolfpack was. They're no longer there, I guess. But I think they're upstairs. Now. 44 yeah. South Main Street. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, Mr. Mike, have you seen the movie Tombstone? Uh, I may have. It's, it had uh, Val Kilmer... Um, Samuel, what's his name? Samuel, Samuel um, Elliot. Yes, thank you, Alita, for that. Um, by the way, we've got the window open today in the studio, so that's why you can hear noise again because it had been pretty quiet. Um, it also had um, uh, Kurt Russell, which I did not realize. I am a distant relative to. Oh, you are. Apparently, um, all of the Wyeths in the United States are related. Um, and he somehow is a Wyeth. I did not get into the book. I've got a book. It's about that thick. It is now in the Library of Congress because one of the first Wyeths was the first law, one of the first law professors in the United States, and pupils of his were Thomas Jefferson and the like. So that's kind of a cool story uh, that I wanted to throw in there since it's the history piece, but... Uh, yeah, and I found out that Kurt Russell is a relative, um, distantly, obviously. And um, that movie came out in 1993. Yeah, and I think It was two hours and 14 minutes long. And I'm telling you what, it is a great movie. And we had a question today. Do you know what disease Doc Holliday had? Besides probably cirrhosis of the liver, because he was an alcoholic, but... I think I've heard, but I can't remember. Tuberculosis. Was that what it was? It okay. sure was, yeah. Tuberculosis. Um, we had a conversation today at work. Somebody said, you know, uh, why was he sweating so much during the movie? I'm like, well, he was fighting tuberculosis. Um, but one of the best lines he's got is, I'll be a huckleberry. It's, it's great. It's a great line. The reason I bring that up is because on October 26th of 1881, the Earp brothers face off against the Clayton McClary gang in a legendary shootout at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. As silver was discovered nearby in 1877, Tombstone quickly grew into one of the richest mining towns in the Southwest. Wyatt Earp, a former Kansas police officer working as a bank security guard, and his brothers, Morgan and Virgil, the town marshal, represented law and order in Tombstone, though they also had reputations as being power-hungry and ruthless. The Claytons and Glowries were cowboys who lived on a ranch outside of town and sidelined as cattle rustlers. Um, this is sidelined, yeah, sidelined as cattle rustlers, thieves, and murderers. In October 1881, the struggle became uh, the struggle between these two groups for control of Tombstone and I can't say that Chosey County, C O C H I S E. I think it's Kochi, Kochi, 
yeah, ended in a blaze of gunfire at the OK Corral. On the morning of October 25th, Ike Clayton and Tom McLarry came into Tombstone for supplies. Over the next 24 hours, the two men had several violent run-ins with the Earps and their friend Doc Holliday. Around 1.30 p.m. on October 26th, Ike's brother Billy rode into town to join them, along with Frank McLowry and Billy Claiborne. The first person they met in the local saloon was Holiday, spelled with two L's, by the way, um, who was delighted to inform them that their brothers had both been pistol whipped by the Earps. Frank and Billy immediately left the saloon, vowing uh, vowing revenge. Around 3 p.m., the Earps and Holiday and Holiday spotted the five members of the Clayton McLowry gang in a vacant lot behind the OK Corral. At the end of, the, of Fremont Street, the famous gunfight that ensued list, uh, lasted all of 30 seconds and around 30 shots were fired. Though, it's still debated who fired the first shot. Most reports say that the shootout began when Virgil Earp pulled out his revolver and shot Billy Clayton point blank in the chest while Doc Holliday fired a shotgun blast at Tom uh, McLowry's chest. Though Wyatt Earp wounded Frank McLowry with a shot in the stomach, Frank managed to get off a few shots before collapsing, as did Billy Clayton. When the dust cleared, Billy Clayton and the McLowry brothers were dead, and Virgil and Morgan Earp and Doc Holliday were wounded. Ike Clayton and uh, Claiborne had run for the hills. Sheriff John Behan of that county uh, who witnessed the shootout, charged the Earps and Holiday with murder. A month later, however, a tombstone judge found the men not guilty, ruling that they were fully justified in committing these homicides. The famous shootout has been immortalized in many movies, including Frontier Marshal in 1939, Shootout at the OK Corral in 1946, Gunfight at the OK Corral in 1957, Tombstone in 1993, and Wyatt Earp in 1990. I thought that was a pretty cool um, tidbit to share. Also, on this day in history, the Erie Canal opened on October 26th, 1825, which I believe the Erie Canal opened. Um, I don't think it passed through Morrow County, but it was close by and linked the Ohio River to the um, Lake Erie Mm -hmm. to be able to pass the goods. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and in 1984, an infant receives the first baboon heart as a transplant. I thought wow. that was kind of cool too. In 1984, they weren't mucking around with that one, were they? No, no, you can't do that. Not at all. Not at all. Please don't do that. Um, 1775, King George III speaks to Parliament of the American Rebellion. We all know what happened there. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I'm going to share today, Mike. Well, do you know how deep the Erie Canal was? I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to say either. Okay. Uh, it was, it was 14.01 feet deep. Yes. Okay. I just that's not... got that off the top of my head here. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Looking Wikipedia. At your phone. All right. Well, hang on. We're going to flash back. <laughs> All 
All right, Mike, I've got something to share that nobody else knows yet. Uh-oh. Well, a handful of people know. i got to take that back. What are you doing December the 9th? December 9th? Yep, it's a Saturday. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I have two opportunities for you to see something really cool. Okay. The Rat Pack. Do you remember who oh, made yeah. up the Rat Pack? Well, it was... Um, it was... Um, Dean Martin and um, Sammy Davis Jr. and um, Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I say that because we're bringing them to the Capitol Theater. When I say them, I mean the impersonators because all of them are dead. Um, But we're bringing a a, a talented group from Mount Vernon to the Capitol Theater for two performances on one night. And it's sponsored by the Morrow Family Health Center. <clears throat> and the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. Tickets are $15, and tickets will go on sale soon at capitaltheatermg.square.site. And that's a one-night performance. That's it. We're just doing it one time or two, twice in that one night. And um, Jamie Zeger is going to be opening for this group, and she's going to sing some Rosemary Clooney songs. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. So I wanted to share that, but I was kind of waiting. I wanted to make that, you know, the grand, ex- uh, and apparently you're not even interested in it, Mike. So well, <laughs> No, I'm looking for something specific here. But uh, isn't there something that the uh, Mar Little Theater is doing here in the near future as well? Yeah, we haven't we talked are. about that. Yeah, um, it's a wonderful life. Um, I, I'm looking for an Uncle Billy and a Bert. I'm kidding. <laughs> Those are the parts That's that fine Mike, with me. Mike's playing. <laughs> uh, Mike's doing a great job. Uh, with those, um, the the cast really overall is doing a great job. I think uh, we're right where we need to be, and and doing a live doing a show that is a play has no music is harder than doing a musical. Believe it or not, uh, and uh, Alita, you're shaking your head, yes, because yes, a lot of people are like, oh, I sing, I dance, I'm right here when I am supposed to do this, but when you're doing a play, it takes a lot more memorization and a lot more focus. Um, on that. So Mar Little Theater is opening on November 17th and 18th at 7 p.m. and on the 19th at 2.30 p.m. It's a Wonderful Life. Tickets are on sale now at marlittletheater.org and tickets are going to be going fast. They open up for public on the 1st of November. Okay, and you didn't give the location. The location is The Woods, formerly known as the Handlebar Ranch on County Road 76, just down from the sheriff's office. Uh, So, with that being said, it's going to be probably a sold-out show, probably all three, so you will want to get your um, tickets early because we won't be doing... uh, Another thing, if somebody is trying to sell you tickets online, it's a scam Unless you buy tickets from us, from marlittletheater.org, it's a scam. Unless somebody in your family is buying the tickets for you, do not trust that anybody online is, is, has their tickets. Um, it's a scam. They've, every time we get ready to do a show and we post that tickets are limited or whatever, it must trigger them to start trying to scam people. It's ridiculous. So that's coming up, and uh, we will be announcing our 2024 season very soon. Um, 
I'm super excited about it. I um, actually have something else to tell Lita after we get off the air um, because she needs to know about our season for the upcoming year because um, she might just have a role to play in that. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. So what else do you got, Mr. Mike? You got jokes for us? I do. Well, good jokes. I do. Okay. As always. Hang on just a second here, folks. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 All right, Micamus. Go ahead. All right. Hey, you're ready? I guess so. Okay, here, get your finger off that button, Joey. I can't help it. Bananas are a magical fruit, you know. They're not the ones that the more you eat, the more you toot. No, though. that's different. That's that's beans. I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me start over now that you've interrupted me. Thank you. <laughs> Bananas are a magical fruit. You only need two when they become a pear. You know what? No, you're getting it. You thought I was going to give you this one. No. I'm proud of that. And did I tell you about my neighbor, Tony? He asked me not to say his name backwards anymore, and I asked, why not? You're not responding with anything. (laughs) I'm just looking at you, Mike. Okay. And you know that those who enjoy classical music have a sweet tooth. Classical music? (laughs) Yeah, sweet. S-U-I-T-E, sweet tooth. Um, I'll, I'll give one final one here, okay? Thank goodness. So you can rest your finger. Just picked up a book on CPR written by Izzy Dead and Paige Turner. Okay. That's like the book Blood Sucking by A Mosquito. Yeah. Thank I'll you. push that one for you. Thank you. All right, folks, another episode has come and gone. Thank you so much for attending the podcast. I say that like you're here, but anyway, thanks, folks. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know what battle someone else is fighting. Have a good day, and we'll see you next week.